0: Welcome to a new episode of the Property Side Sub Podcast. I'm your host, Paul, and I hope you're keeping well and staying safe out there. Now, I know I've been away for a couple of weeks, purely down to just being so damn busy. Uh, There's been a lot going on, but I'm back with a new episode for you, and hopefully you'll love this one. Now, away from all the talk of pandemic and the chaos that's in the world, and there's a lot of it... (laughs) going on um, at the moment. So it's time to forget all that for just a few minutes. Go stick the kettle on, sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Now I'm going to talk about something that's a must listen for all deal sources out there and property newbies. So if that's you, listen up. And even if that's not you, stay tuned. It might just open your eyes. Now I want to talk about the reality of what one investor can mean for your deal sourcing business. Now the reason I want to talk about that is there's this perception out there that I guess with uh, property newbies especially that you need access to hundreds or even thousands of property investors so you can sell your deals and this is completely wrong and in this podcast I will explain why You should never chase huge numbers or be impressed by others who have allegedly huge databases of property investors that you can maybe tap into. Now, when I was an agent, I came across uh, an advert on Gumtree for some uh, tired looking HMOs. They were half let out and they were for sale. Um, and had been on the market for some time by the look of things. So I just sent out a speculative message uh, and left my contact details, phone number. And the next day my phone rings and it's this guy who owns these HMO properties. And he explained he wanted to scale down his portfolio and sell some stock. But these these HMOs he had were, were just not selling for one reason and another so we chatted about why that might be uh and he was he was more than happy to let me uh sell them sell the properties onto my investor contacts because the agents that, that had them and because they also, he also he was advertising them himself on Gumtree but it, they were also online with uh, a, a few agents as well and it was just it was just going nowhere um now I explained to this guy that I was no normal agent um and by that, what I mean is most agents out there typical estate agents will just throw the property on right move they do a little write up and they put in big capital letters attention investors um and they never really talk about yields uh, about return on investment they don't really talk about cash flow or potential to add value and things like that you know they effectively they don't really pitch investment properties properly because a lot of them just don't understand it the person who's writing the the advert and popping it up there onto onto right movies you know they're, they're just following a template and and you know every property is the same and it doesn't kind of work for investment properties like like you know what this guy had and hence why he was struggling to sell them now some subtle changes and a brochure sent out to my database and he had two sales going through within days of me sending sending out the details um, to my list. And that was just about presenting it in a different way um, and giving that extra level of, of information on top, which obviously appeals to investors. Now, I followed through on my promise to this guy, this investor, uh, who was looking to sell his, uh, some of his portfolio. And he wanted to meet up. Um, at a property and he showed me a commercial to residential conversion that he'd, he'd literally just completed. I mean, the floors in there were, were uh, concrete. We hadn't got to the point of putting in the, the uh, flooring. But that was pretty much it. You know, the walls were decorated, the kitchens, bathrooms were in. Every, everything was pretty much done apart from uh, some white goods missing in some of the kitchens and the flooring uh, just needed uh, finishing off. Um, and it was a former of doctor's surgery, actually. Um, that was converted into, I think it was seven apartments in the end, which was a mixture of one beds, two beds, and a three bed as well. Now we stood in the kitchen having a bit of a natter, and he said, can you sell this for me too? And obviously, yeah, he agreed to sell it. I said, yeah, no problem. Um, you know, we, we can we can shift this, not a problem. But he then got talking about an offer he'd, he'd literally just just put in on some other properties um, another couple of properties, and I said, I, "Hang on a minute." We, we had a conversation the other day on the phone, and you, and your master plan was to downsize. Um, you know your portfolio. This guy had a, uh, I think it was two million pound plus portfolio, which is quite sizable uh, in the in the northwest. Um, and you know he was looking to downsize, and that was kind of what he was what he was telling me. And then he's telling me he's putting offers in on properties. It kind of didn't make any sense. And he said, "Well, yeah." It, it is, the plan is to downsize, he said, you know, but I sell a few, I buy a few. Uh, you know, I just can't help it when I say a good deal. And this was, this was great for me because I thought, well, I'm always going to have a steady flow of properties here to sell f- for this guy because he's downsizing and also helping him find new ones as well. So obviously the conversation went on and on from there. And it got to the point that, you know, he wanted me to attend viewings with him. As he is he because he trusted my opinion then, because he realised I understood the investment properties and I wasn't just you running the mill typical agent. You know, and he t- he talked about uh, adding value um you know to properties and and, and what my thoughts were on getting a valuation of, of X amount, you know, um would you know what sort of money would I be able to pull out, etc cetera, etc. Cetera you know, what would be the best path forward? I mean, we we viewed some crazy properties and I literally don't know where, where he was finding them uh, because he was fi- he was finding them, I'm assuming, um, online somewhere. <laughs> um, we even viewed a, a, a disused old cinema. Um, it still had some of the cinema seats in there. It's a fantastic building, literally falling to bits. And um, was actually used as a storage facility. Uh, you know, so, some of the things that we viewed together were just absolutely crazy, but... Anyway, this guy was, was actually on the phone to me most days of the week. You know, there, there definitely was not a week that went by where he didn't ring me. And whenever he, he did ring, I was on the phone for a good half an hour minimum, you know, sometimes an hour, an hour and a half. This guy liked to talk about property, which is, you know, great. Um, and he did keep me very, very busy, um, which obviously was great for me because it meant cash flow uh, from selling you know, the properties that he was getting rid of and also helping him to find find new properties as well and he was just that was just one investor just one guy um and just one and he gave my business plenty of cash flow for years you know the point i'm trying to make is these people out there shouting about how big their investor list is and not to be listened to take it with a pinch of salt You know, think about it. An investor like this guy uh, I've just told you about, an investor like this guy, you know, they use you because there is an element of trust. You know, they know who you are. They've looked into the whites of your eyes. They've met you. They've shook your hand. You know, they they know ultimately uh, that you understand what they want as well. You know, and it's a real it's a real business relationship you know a huge database of names email addresses phone numbers is just that you know it's a list it's not built on one to one relationships it's not built on trust it's not built on anything yeah, you know the likelihood is they signed up to an advert somewhere online or on a website and became just another name on the list think about it just another name on a the list they're not an investor they've not been qualified um, well the chances are they haven't been pre-qualified you know on most lists um, like this and 90% of them are going to be tire kickers it's just the way the world is just the way it is with list building you know most lists 90% tire kickers 5% are going to be actual investors and the other 5% are maybe engaged and actually looking to do some business and will reach out to you you know so huge investor databases and big numbers You know, and this desire to build a huge list is not where your focus should be. You know, the focus should clearly be on building one-to-one real relationships over a coffee, over a Zoom call these days, a phone call, at a networking meeting, online, offline. It really does not matter um, how you come about it. You know, the number one rule, speaking from experience, is investors and people in general, to be quite honest, only buy from people and do business with people that they trust, that they know, that they like in some way, shape or form. Now, the moral of the story I'm trying to, trying to convey here is, you know, chase the real relationships you can find out there. You know, work hard, reach out to others, speak to others, let people know what you are doing. Let it be known that you could be of use to people. You know, I do advocate also the gathering uh, of investors via content marketing. Sorry, content marketing. Excuse me. Because ultimately, if they like your content online that you're pushing out there in blogs, podcasts, uh, you know, social media posts, etc., if they like that content and they subscribe and end up on your list. Um, you know, your investor list. And that's your opportunity then to build that trust. Speak to them. Book a call. Arrange a meeting one-to-one. Or a Zoom call. You know, create that relationship. You have to work at this. It's not as simple as create a list, ping out a deal to an email list and it'll sell. You know, it it may well do. I mean, you know, I've seen it happen. I've done it myself at times. But it's the people that buy off you will be the people that you've got a relationship with. People buy from people they know um, and trust and to create a relationship online is difficult. So it's about taking it to that next level. Okay. Somebody signed up to your list. What's the process after that? What are you going to do to, 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 to engage with them further? You know, Too many people just get bogged down with creating this huge list of investors, but never really serving that list or reaching out to them in a meaningful way. And that's the key. That is the key. Now, if you're a deal sourcer or you're looking for property investors, what's your goal? What is your goal? Now, I imagine it's you want to provide a service to them or you potentially want to work together. So have that process in place to make sure each lead is dealt with and that your process is built out to help you do just that. You now the property business is not about property. It's about the people, the vendors, the buyers, the surveyors, the solicitors, the builders, the lenders, and it goes on and on and on. You know, properties and deals and projects, they're just a vehicle. But without the people to drive that anywhere, it, it's, it's not going anywhere, is it? You know, my aim or thought really was that was on this podcast was to drive home the message that anybody listening to this who is looking to start a deal sourcing business or anybody that, that is a deal sourcer now stops chasing the wrong things. You know, in any business, your focus needs to be on the right things so you don't ever become a busy fool. Now, if you want more property-based bits and bobs, check out our brand new website at www.psmproperty.co.uk. We have a property blog, some free training and property workshops. We've got you can access the uh, more podcast episodes. We have our online store packed full of affordable property training for you as well. So check out the website and check the show notes as well for the juicy property links. Now, if you. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and also leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. And please do reach out as well, get in touch. It'd be lovely to hear from from you if you enjoy the show. Uh, My email is also in the show notes, so check that out. That's all for this one. Till next time, stay safe and take it easy.